0: You're listening to an episode of the Formed and Sent podcast from the week of May 20th, 2019. In the last episode of the podcast, we had Pastor David Hackney join us, and we had him on because just a few weeks ago, we sent out David and a core group of people to go plant Cedar City Church in Lebanon, Ohio. So we wanted to hear from him and let him share his story, his passion, uh, his vision for that church with all of our listeners. We wanted to uh, just hear from him about the church planting process in general. What was that like and and where is their church at now? Uh, What do they have in front of them in the coming weeks and months to, to put their hands to? And so we got to hear all about that. It was a great conversation. But on this episode, we want to hear kind of about where that leaves us as the Village Church. So we just sent out a bunch of people to plant a new church and a new city. What about those of us who were sent to stay here in this community as a part of this family on mission? So that's what Matt, Michael, and I are gonna talk about not just in this episode, but in the next episode as well because this is part one of a two-part conversation. Uh, And so you'll hear us this week hit on the state of the union of the village, just where we are as a church, where we are as pastors, as well as just looking ahead. And and where do we want to steer the village in the coming uh, months and years? Where do we think God might be leading us as the village? And then the next episode, you'll hear us kind of look back on the last 10 years and and how God has used that to to shape us and get us ready for the next 10 years. And and then just talk about how we want to, to challenge the church as a whole, and what we're inviting all of you into. So with that said, if you would like any more information about the Village Church, you can find us online at myvillagechurch.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We hope this is helpful. Enjoy. Welcome to the Formed and Said Podcast, a podcast of the Village Church that gathers in downtown Hamilton, Ohio. My name is Scott. I'm one of the pastors here of the Village, and with me today
1: is... Heyo! It's Matt. Good to hear oh. from you. We are <laughs> thrilled to be here today. I am thrilled.
2: That's got a lot of Heyo! Uh, Heyo! Ladies, my name is Michael. I'm one of the pastors here as well, and yeah, equally thrilled. <clears throat> I probably am not, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Gosh, he is. Man, in the pre-show... We do. Scott's been pretty lame so far. <laughs> no, sorry. God, what blanket? Um, <laughs>
0: count on you guys to carry the show today. Yeah, we got this. We uh, usually do. So. All right. We have a uh, live... <laughs> we uh, ignore that. Have a live in-person Snapple, and so yes. I'm going to attempt to open it if it's not too sweaty. Here we go. That was kind of weak, but whatever. Uh, here's a Snapple fact. Real fact number 68. 68? Wow. That's double digits. Oldie. Uh, the longest one-syllable word is screeched. All
2: right. it's helpful. And the podcast <laughs> screeched, screeched to 12. a halt. The longest <laughs>
0: one-syllable word is screeched. There we go. I can't do anything You're with better that. for it. I believe it. I don't have any other... I don't have further questions. What if something... <laughs> this... uh, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. It's fine. <laughs> cool.
0: Now you have it. Sorry, that didn't provide What about screeched? <laughs>
2: It gets longer. It's really good.
0: Well, if it's like blessed. If it's like screeched. Screeched. <laughs> like blessed. <laughs> screeched. Uh, so last time on the podcast, we had David Hackney. Um, and you could kind of hear him on the horrible audio quality. <laughs> Sorry about that. We were talking before the podcast about like David. He's preached a few times here. And every time the audio has gotten goofed up <laughs> on the podcast last time, the audio got goofed up on that too. So, uh,
2: We love you, David. Even though the technology doesn't. <laughs>
0: at some point, you have to just look at the common denominator for <laughs> like, the problem. Yeah. So I just assume it's him. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, we had David on, uh, Hackney, last time on the podcast, and we just chatted about uh, church planting and uh, Cedar City Church, which if you don't know, uh, he is the lead pastor of that church, which we just sent out a few weeks ago uh, to Lebanon, Ohio, um, and they are doing their thing up there for good and... Um, Man, Uh, so yeah, we just got to chat about that, the process from his perspective and our perspective and um, what's going on with them and uh, what they're hoping for and what's on their plate and all that stuff. And so uh, it was good to have him here and uh, hear from him on that. But we just wanted to take this next episode and um, just talk about where that leaves us. We kind of did this uh, a little bit um, in some ways on Sundays. We had the Sunday where we sent off Cedar City uh, and then the next week we kind of came together and... Uh, for those who were there with us that Sunday, just chatted about what that meant for us now. And so we kind of wanted to have that conversation here um, where we can, all of yeah. us speak freely about that and, you know, talk a little bit more informally and casually about things and get into some different stuff or whatever. So um all that to say, uh, man, like, so we talked about where David was and kind of where all of that stuff left him. Where does Cedar City being gone and like, where does that leave us as the village church? Like, what is the state of the village
1: as of May 2019? <laughs> it's very specific, Scott. Um, I know, right? Man, I think it leaves us, like, looking to the future. At least for me, it does. Um, you know, man, a lot of good stuff has happened in the last 10 years, last year. S- sending Cedar City out has been a blessing. And at the same time, I think it's seeing a church plant being planted right in front of us has caused us to kind of reflect a little bit to mm. see maybe gosh what do we really value what are we about and what do we say we're about um, and so for me I won't speak for everyone else but like it's been just kind of almost like clarifying mm. and as we watch them go out and see what they want to be about and see like the life they have and the energy um, I want to not just model that but really make sure that that's who I am too you know mm-hmm. I want to be a, a disciple who Cares deeply, who has ownership for the mission that, that wants to be a part of the family, and so as I look back at like the state of the union for this church, certainly in the last ten years we've had a lot of things to celebrate. There's a couple of things we get to learn from and grow from, but in this next year, ten years, I, I'm excited for what lies ahead. Yeah.
2: What about you? Yeah. So where does it leave us? I think one helpful perspective for me is that it leaves us like varied and like that's the beauty that everybody is, is kind of getting on a, a train timeline of life whatever but certainly as it relates to the village like not everybody has the same experience and there's um, was encouraging uh, chatting with somebody recently and it, it seems like for a while we had, we had been relatively like Debbie Downers in terms of how are things uh, you know big sigh and, and like just hearing that some people are like gosh I think things are great like what's the deal or whatever and so it's like Hey, that's 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 good. Um, and then I think I'd say varied because I, I think that's true. And, and there are some people that are just new to the family, and um, and so their excitement about being a part of a gospel-formed church community mm-hmm. that like engages culture, like gosh, you know, and, and even recently, to invite people to, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, that's good too, you yeah. Know, like, <laughs> and then there are some people that are just tired. You know, like, just tired. Yeah. Season of life is, is, saps you and all that. And then mm-hmm. in that, I think, hopefully, even even in tiredness, hopeful. Um, and then I think just if, if I could look at, like, the arc of that, it would be, like, energized and just, mm-hmm. like, just ready, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just thinking about where we were at the beginning, into like, being mm-hmm. part of a church plant, but everyone was, like, willing to go along for the ride, by okay. and large, you know, and knew that this was it and this is going to be new stuff and there's excitement and whatever. But like the people who are here now, some of them have been around since the Mm -hmm. beginning and some of them have been around for like a couple months. (laughs) And so like, there's just a, to your point, like a wide variety of people that are here at, at this juncture in which we are kind of thinking about, okay, we're, we're doing this new thing again, Mm -hmm. you know, even though it's old, it's what we, we wanted to do at the beginning and we're doing the same thing. Like it's, it is kind of like this new thing, but we're working with a group of people that is just different than Mm -hmm. it was at the beginning. Um, And some of, some folks don't know that they're joining something that they think is old or that they think is like been around for a long time or is established. And back then we were just trying to figure out what the heck we even believed about (laughs) stuff and practice all that stuff, you know? And so I think there's just, um, yeah, it leaves us in a place of, I think uh, it forces us to like, have to recalibrate a little bit and reorient uh, reorient those of us mm-hmm. who were oriented, and maybe got disoriented, and then mm-hmm. orienting those who have never been oriented yeah. <laughs> in the first place. So, like, it's just a, it's a unique opportunity, I think, for us with fewer people and different people uh, that have come on the train at different times to say, hey, this is where we're going, right? And this is what it looks like to be on this thing together. And so...
1: Yeah, it's kind of where we're at. It is too. And I think what's also helpful is we've learned a lot, especially even last year. Um, at, at the same time, I think 10 years, people that weren't as farther than we were were saying, like, well, your church will reflect your strengths. It will also reflect your weaknesses. Yeah. And I think looking back over 10 years, we can kind of see that a little bit mm-hmm. um, for the better and the worse. And so it allows us to say, gosh, that is so true. Mm-hmm. And it's,
0: a it's scary. only strong.
1: It's only strong. And, yeah,
2: I, I think exactly. when we heard that on the front end, we're like, Heck yeah, dude. This church is gonna be legit. <laughs> Boom, we are.
1: What could go wrong with that? And so, um, but it's it's helpful to just to know that now, to mm-hmm. see that and say, gosh, where our church is weak is probably a reflection of maybe we don't even see it in ourselves, but yeah. it's a reflection of who we are and, and what we we value and, and what we actually live. And so it's been it's been eye opening and, and good. hmm
2: I and mean, that's the nature of influence, you know. what I mean, is like, oh, like, and that's not top down, but you know, the 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 church is ground level influence, peer to peer, whatever. But um, yeah, I, that's that's a great thing. But yeah, a, a point of reflection. I also heard somebody in the last week point to that last gathering after the Cedar City one and and say like, you know, like, oh yeah, we we did used to do that. You know, we did used to. I think I was telling you, Scott, like we did used to have people in our homes, mm-hmm. and it's like. Yeah, well, yeah. And so like, they were like moved to do that. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. What, that's that's yeah. great. Yeah. So I think that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Like refiguring really yeah. out who we've always been. You know, like. Mm-hmm. And that is like you think
0: about ten years. I mean, when we when Kelly and I yeah. came in, we didn't have any kids. Yeah. Like you know, working at wherever I was working at United you know, Way, I think at yeah. at the time, and like just is life still was around. <laughs> life was just like so different. Yeah, divided way. Yeah, yeah, divided away. Um, untied, Untied Way. You, you have no idea how easy it is to misspell United, and then all of a sudden you send an email that says, hey, this is uh, Scott from Untied Way. And you're like, are you a shoe, you a shoe company? So uh, what's
2: common. Untied Byway? Are you selling um, me laces? What? I'm not sure.
0: Um, but anyways, I digress. <laughs> the, uh, uh, just the fact that like those who have been around for a while, they're in, like some of them are in completely different stages mm-hmm. of life now. I mean... Folks that were in high school are now out of college, you know? like <laughs> that's crazy. And, you know, those kids and jobs and moving and health issues and, like, just fill in the blank. Like, things are just yeah. – people are just in different places. And so I think even, yeah, personally, it's reorienting because as you move through those different things, 10 years, a lot of life can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to let circumstances in life dictate kind of what your mission is or what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, we, we get to say – like, how do we reorient ourselves around what matters most? And maybe that looks different than it did 10 years ago for me or for our families or for, you know, whatever. Um, but that doesn't mean that, that we can't be oriented around yeah. these things, you know. So it may, might look different, but we can still do this. And yeah. so it it does call us back to uh, all of us to like, man, let's not let the circumstances and the, the seasons and the difficulties and all that stuff or the, the comforts and mm-hmm. ease of life you know, be the thing that moves us, but let's come back to, you know, where we ought okay. to be. So, that's good. Uh, I mean, maybe to that end, like, <laughs> how are we, like, how are we, uh, like, what is the state of you guys kind of coming into this stretch as well? I mean, you both kind of hinted at being <gasps> excited and eager, but like, you know, but speaking of influence and how that matters, mm-hmm. like, where are you guys at? Um, you know, what's the state of you?
2: Um, I th- I think I see in myself, the well, I'll say I'm good. Hey, I'm good. Um, Better than I have been in a long time, personally, spiritually, as a leader, as a servant. I mean, as a friend, probably as a husband, dad, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll say the way that it shows up is even in, I think about today, and, you know, I uh, Matt's, you know, sometimes in his office, sometimes buzzing around the 210 and you know, hunt him down. Hey, hey, Matt! Da, 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 da. You know, he's like, whatever, um, doing what he's doing, and and so kind of like pestering him about stuff or whatever, bouncing stuff around. And then Scott is, you know, like he's either not here or he's in his office and he's like on lockdown, so he he hates to be bothered. <laughs> I, like, I know these things about him, you know, and and so then just like like Kramer on Seinfeld on Seinfeld, like barging in his office. <laughs> It, but like, there's like a joy. I think in us, even yeah. us, in camaraderie and mm-hmm. a joyfulness that I feel in myself. I think when I'm unhealthy, I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think if it's you true. consider the last couple of weeks, <laughs> the last couple of weeks, we're talking about ten years. <laughs> no, in the last couple weeks, I've been talking a lot. <laughs> That's true. That last but point, like zero one percent. If you just think I, I'm, this is therapeutic. We're just talking, right? Uh, but like, if you guys, mm-hmm. the two sitting next to me would probably be able to observe, like, oh, yeah, Michael has been different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think that's a reflection of, like, ah, I just feel, like, free. Mm-hmm. Free from, gosh, lies and fears and downtrodden times and stuff that I think's in my control that's not and just a million <clears throat> other things. And so I just feel free to, like, fall. <laughs> free fallen. yeah free falling. <laughs> thanks uh, this segment was brought to you by Tom Penn um <laughs> thanks for that like so, the John Mayer version yeah so I mean yeah. I think I, all that to say looking back you know looking at today and then looking ahead like I feel refined <laughs> um I, I do have like a few gray hairs in my beard um but I I legitimately feel like oh gosh like w- God wrung some of me out <laughs> over the last you know 12-18 months um And it wasn't all bad, gosh. You know, whenever we point to that stuff, we're not saying everything was horrible. Mm -hmm. It was just, ah, we had some tough goes here and there. But but I feel like a little more like, ah, just thoughtful, a little more stable, a little more anchored. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like I can rest better without spinning the earth, uh, knowing that God's doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like refined and I feel eager to like, ah, so what's... What's next? I don't know, but I know what I want to be about and I want to make sure that those things are important in my life and in our life as a staff and as leaders and then in our life as a church. And so we'll get to that mm-hmm. in a bit or whatever so.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Um, I mean, I'm excited too. I, I think I'm normally an optimist, but um, I definitely am optimistic about the village's future. I think we have a lot of opportunities before us, and I think that we get to build off of a pretty firm foundation, though we have said, oh, gosh, like, mm. some things have been tough. Um, we have great people around us. We have you know, great stuff. Best. The, best. the best people. Right? There we go. I would have totally concur with that statement. Um, and I think that, by God's grace, we're looking forward to, as he allows to be really effective with some of these things that we are kind of um, going after a little harder. Um, We're trying to emphasize, and as much as we would say, we're we're about the same language, about loving, living, and moving, and all those things, but we really want to do that to a greater degree, to be a little bit more intentional in our own lives, in my life, and in the lives of the village as well. So I feel healthy. I'm thankful to be a part of this. Um, I see you know signs that are encouraging all around us in people and, and it's one thing for me personally i'm I'm trying to grow and' it's, gosh just to as my first inclination is to do a task um, i'm I'm actually I say, actually, really enjoying people, and it's a it's a wonderful thing. I'm finding out out they're just in. It's a breakthrough.
0: (laughs) They are really nice. Local Um, pastor likes
1: people. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, though, all of us have things that we probably lean towards, or that we just gravitate towards, and and that maybe is not one of the things I do as well. And so, in my own life, um, I just I'm enjoying that, and got to be with people today and yesterday, and, and it's so fun for me just to see an area maybe that's not as strong and to go after that see the value of it not just because i think it's the right thing to do but because god truly i can say this has given me a desire to do that yeah that's good yeah i just hearing you guys talk
0: i was thinking about i think one of the first podcasts we did it this year and we just talked about how wounded we were <laughs> <and> how beat <laughs> up we felt and so like man just celebrate that yep. like not not that we were beat up but celebrate the fact that like man god's yeah. brought us to a yeah. place and so i think One of the words that came to mind this morning was uh, just—I think—I feel resilient. You know, like not unmovable, not unbreakable, but like, but resilient. You know, like, and uh, and that's been the Lord. Like, I—I think I've I've, shared—I know I've shared with you guys, and I think I've said this out loud to a number of people. But like, just last year being a a time where it was like, okay, do I want to keep? Do I want to keep chugging along Mm -hmm. doing this job and knowing that I could? But in order to do that, like, God was going to have to do some work in me (laughs) that was going to be painful uh and so like man uh never feeling released or called away from this and feeling like god's like nope like you, you gotta like i want you here doing this work and so like it was hard and tough but like coming through that on the other side feeling like man um you know, and maybe tonight he'll begin breaking me down again. I have no idea, <laughs> but right now I feel For the I feel like God has like built me up and restored my soul. And I, I think this like pivoting moment, maybe in our church or reorienting stuff, has like has been helpful. And mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, just kind of reorienting my identity around you know Jesus and who He is and what He's done and what He's called us to, and maybe away from other stuff, and and uh, and so being willing to. I think lean in to the spirit um, and the Lord where he has me and has us. And um, yeah, I just, I feel like God has, has bounced me back um, in some way. Not that he ever left, but bringing me up from, from that. And grandma and I chatting yesterday, like, I just think there's, you can't, what was your phrase? Like you can't put an old head on young shoulders or something young like that. Young person's body, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And so like, there's just, you just go through you, you. go through really tough seasons, and that's part of pastoring. That's part of life, yeah. um, and there's no easy way to like you. You don't skirt those things or like try to get around them. Like you go through them, mm-hmm. and it's through that stuff that I think God builds. You know, we read that in the scriptures all the time. Like it's through tough stuff that God builds character and faith mm-hmm. and endurance and love and all of that. And <laughs> yeah. it doesn't feel good, <laughs> but like man. But that's part of the maturing process, and so yeah. that's kind of where I'm at, feeling feeling resilient. I think just clear too, like um, driven and and focused in some ways, Um, probably scattered in some other ways too, but like when I get stressed or whatever, like my brain just gets scattered and I have Mm -hmm. like, you know, thoughts all over the place and I just don't focus. And um, in this this stretch right now, like I just feel really clear and focused Mm -hmm. and excited and imaginative um, about the future. And so, yeah, That's that's where I'm at. Cool. So looking ahead, like, man, where are, you know... You said like, like looking ahead, future stuff. Excited about what's to come. So, where are we? What are we looking to, or where are we steering the village? You know, over the next ten years, what do we have to look forward to?
2: Want me to go? Yeah, go for it. I mean, I I know I mentioned in that sermon a couple weeks back. I think it came as an overflow of me. um, I'm at my worst when I'm doing things that aren't. Aren't the the most important things, you know? Um, and so I think for me, like I, I said, uh, I want us to joyfully believe and boldly build. And you can like tease those out, and you could put a hundred bullet points under each mm-hmm. of uh, each of those things. But at the end of the day, like when we set out to the point of the village, you know, I, I think we said this recently. Like we we said like we don't want like we want it to give life. We want it to be a church body that gives life. Mm-hmm. And that's that's true, and and that's the case. But then, just the longer you're around any relationships, but just relationships and doing things that look similar week after week, and, and all those things are fine, and you know or whatever. But it just like it, it can lose its joy, and then we forget yeah. that it's all this is really about Jesus to begin with, and it's so like to joyfully believe, which takes work to do that, right. like moment by moment, and sharpening one another and building <laughs> one another up. Uh, and then to boldly build, and, and that can be literally a thousand different, like, how are you building? I, I don't know. But if we could, like, with clear conscience, individually take ownership and say, no, I, I am I am joyfully believing, even when it's really hard, mm-hmm. and and I want to grow in that, and then I'm boldly building. And if we can do that individually, then, then as a church, if we can say, no, like, that largely, man, that really does define, you know, who we are, what we're doing, then, like, that's that's good for me, you know? Yeah,
1: That, not adding anything different to it, but just, I think, encouraging our church, um, especially the members, those who are Christians and, and in the village, to to own the mission and to, to be a part of the family. And I know we might break that out a little bit more, but to, what we don't want is to have a bunch of members. Say we have a 1,000 members and none of them are... are passionate about Mm -hmm. seeing god glorified and seeing the church advanced and seeing people come to know him um and and we don't have that here thankfully we have a lot of people that are are all in but gosh like what we desire in this next phase of village to say gosh this is what a member is and this is what we hope for anybody who says they want to be part of the village church and want to be in that they would own these things and so trying to redefine that a little or not redefine but maybe just um hone in a little bit on that is, and, um, for ourselves and for our church and um, I'm excited because I think that the things that we now have clarity around Scott like you're talking about even Michael are the things that we really think will be the most effective moving forward for our church yeah I mean I, I think uh,
0: pressing and encouraging and challenging the church to be all about the mission like making and maturing and multiplying disciples like man that's, that is so important that's what we should be doing um, and the way that we go about doing that is also really important um, mm-hmm. to where we're not just like, we're not just giving commands, yeah, <laughs> like telling absolutely. people what to do. But the motivation for doing that is like us doing what we want our people to do yeah. to our people. Right. And yeah. so like for, yeah. and, and this isn't just us as pastors, but it's the church doing yeah. this for one another, like evangelizing and praying for each other and caring for each other and yeah. giving each other Jesus mm-hmm. so that we can give other people Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so like, man that that is that's what I'm hoping like over the next ten years, like just steering people towards Jesus so that we can steer other people towards Jesus um and to do that you know by the power of the spirit and with the word and together mm-hmm. as a church, like with the things that God has given us, and to genuinely trust that like mm-hmm. God wants to do something yeah. um, and that he is enough, and what he's mm-hmm. given us is good enough right to get the mission done um so yeah, that's what I'm like. I don't know, I'm excited about that, steering towards yeah. that. Um, and so, how's that flushing out for you guys? Like, like, maybe personally, like, what's steering you? Is there something in particular that you are passionate about mm-hmm. or that you're driving to or a specific way that, you know, that flushes
1: out? Um, I think, as, as I mentioned earlier, being about people, um, gosh, like, I think God's kind of, for lack of a better word, like, lit a fire under me to want to, to see people really come to know Him. And I know certainly that is God's work in them and we can't control if someone, you know, puts their faith in Christ or whatever. But to to really be about evangelism and and also but to be aware that I don't do that well. And so for me in the last year, as maybe you remember like, you know, a year ago, talked about Hamilton renewal or stuff like that. That's when kind of I started to see, gosh, I don't do this well in myself. And I have a desire along with these guys here to want to see God work in our lives, in this church, and in the, the communities around us, even and in Hamilton. And so mm-hmm. what's driving me is, in, in a lot of the conversations I've even had, even the last couple of days with people, is say, God, we want to be sharing our faith. We want to be praying that people come to the village that, that have never heard about Jesus or the hope that they can have and that they would respond to him and we're not trying to manipulate anything, we're not trying to force, but just praying that God would do a work in us, and that he would do a work in those people that come, that we would be outward-minded, that we would invite people into the village, that we invite people into our homes, that we would invite people into our community groups, and not just that we would invite them into it, but also that we would go out, being mindful as we go to the grocery store, that there are people all around us that we might be able to have conversations with. And... Um, that's that's where my head is. That's what I'm. Yeah. I'm excited about a lot of things, but that's maybe like the thing I most want to grow in myself and encourage the village with is just, gosh, are we even mindful when we leave here and walk down the sidewalk to go to the mailbox, whatever, that there might be someone there that God would want us to care for, talk to, pray with, whatever. Yeah, it's
2: good. It's so good. Uh, I have a m- bunch of things. Um, I think or, or nothing at all. Um, so personally, I, so I, th- I think f- for us largely. What like to Matt's point of like our weaknesses are largely the church's weaknesses, and we we that analogy goes so far, mm-hmm. you know we're we're not whatever, but yeah you see that mirror because those are things that we push forward and are passionate about mm-hmm. or whatever, and so. Yeah. Um. Like for me, laboring over the word is, uh, gosh, I think we do that well as a church and, um, and as as preachers, I think we do that, but for me, it's been exhausting uh, in the last. Uh, you know, quarter or whatever, and, and preaching through Genesis is is tough. Um, but I, I've felt like, um, man, like it's like I can't I can't do things in like at work and it spills over into home because I'm I'm just trying to write a like just one dang sermon, like yeah. <laughs> you know, and and that's been really frustrating. And so in in reading, I've been trying to rest better, sit on my porch uh, and quiet. You know, and I, I'm on Main Street, so it's not very quiet, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that, and traffic, and whatever, and just just be, whether that's in the morning or in the evening, just for a few minutes. And and, and part of that's you know reading, sure. And so I'm reading this uh, this real thick book, whatever. It'll take me eight years to read it. But it's talking about Martin Luther, and um, and I, I wanted to share this because I wanted to encourage you uh, and and myself that laboring and wrestling with the Lord is like is a joy. All right, um, and this is what he says. He says. Uh, he uh, was going to lecture on Ecclesiastes to the small band of students who stayed behind in Wittenberg during a plague that was threatening the city, which is funny. Um, Solomon the preacher, that's the one who wrote Ecclesiastes, he wrote to a friend, is giving me a hard time as though he begrudged anyone lecturing on him, but he must yield. You just think about Martin Luther like basically calling Solomon out for writing Ecclesiastes in a way that makes it difficult for him to preach him. And then him being so tenacious after the word to say like, Oh, but he's going to break. <laughs> like for me, and, and that could be for a preacher that could be devastating and, and lead you to despair. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh. But I think for us, like uh, some of us need to, to be encouraged to rest. And some of us need, need to be encouraged to work. Mm-hmm. And, and for us, yeah. Like at this table right now, we all like fall on the side of we need to be encouraged to rest. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And so for me, this is like, it, it just makes me, uh, I know this is not even answering the question, but it, it it makes me so happy to like labor even when the fruit is really difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to like labor over the word in such a way that says, no, Solomon, I, I'm going to get you today. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. oh my, like Jesus, okay, you're speaking in parables. I don't know what you're saying, but guess what? Today, like me and the Holy Spirit... We're gonna we're gonna break you and we're gonna figure you out, but not in a way that's like, you know, it's not upper hand yeah. or anything like that. It's just yeah. I want to know God what you're saying, right? Yeah. So for me, that is like that gives me an appetite and a thirst for the Word, <laughs> and and gosh, I want us to be a people of the Word. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that that shows up in a couple different ways when we gather together as the church. Uh, gosh, we've done that really well for a pretty long time. Uh, groups and they've taken different iterations and you yeah. know more of them and less than them and healthier and whatever but but if we can continue to have solid Sunday gatherings if we can continue to have groups as we grow in sitting under the word mm-hmm. around the table and among our neighbors if if our groups do that on a monthly basis what an encouragement you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah. and then for me the area of weakness that we've always had is is the micro relationships and disciples Taking ownership to make disciples, mm-hmm, yeah. and I think that's where, gosh, you know, there's been a ton of stuff, discipleship basics, rooted discipling Q and A, and just lots of other stuff. But I feel like uh, looking forward for me personally, that's success. Mm-hmm. Investing in individuals, and 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 we invest in the the, the body well, I think, mm-hmm. but making sure that, gosh, we are we are influencing through through being disciples that make disciples, mm-hmm. and so my hope is that. As a church, if we look forward, man, we're we're just so much better. We're a church that's defined by individuals taking on the ownership of multiplying disciples. Yeah,
0: that's good. this is great. Yeah, I don't have much to add there because that's I mean that's all that stuff is driving me as well. Inviting people and discipleship and all that. I've I've been trying to lean into what I think I'm I'm wired to do, which is content and mm-hmm. teach and all of that. And like, man, I. I, I want our folks to be about discipling and so what does that even mean? Like and when what does that look like and how can that look like and is it what we think it is and do we have to be freaked out about it and all that stuff and so like trying to, to teach to that and provide resources for that and you know, Michael reference like the discipleship basic stuff and the QA and, and um just other things that we're doing and even gospel fluency stuff, doing that in our community groups and just being willing to change things up for the sake of like, man, I just I want us to be encouraged and to know what it looks like to do that. And there's such a a depth of, um, I think, relationship and intimacy that you can have with the Lord when you are aware of the fact that, like, your relationship with him and your invitation to others to join you is, is not about, like, like the means of the mission or whatever, like, the, the word, you know, you can wrestle over that and you might feel like Solomon's, like, you know, just whipping your butt, you know, and that you're not going to beat him that day and what are you supposed to do with this or whatever um but if you just feel like man well this is just what i'm supposed to do it just is just open this book and whatever like and that's it like there is no there is no no but he's gonna yield and i'm gonna find the lord on the other side of this but like i'm just i'm just slugging through this because that's i guess solomon's just tough you know and so i'm just gonna read it and move on and and not wrestle with it right not try to get to not try to like lift the veil on the lord you know and actually see him there um like man, if we approach discipleship our own personally or other people like inviting them into that stuff that way, and it's just about reading a book together, it's just about just about sitting in the same room with somebody else or just about like trying to have all the answers or whatever, like we just miss mm-hmm. like we actually miss what <laughs> God is wanting from us and for us out of that, which is a desire to actually meet him. and so, um, yeah, just when I think of again what 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 fuels, what's going to fuel? what we want to see in our church it's 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 him Mm -hmm. and so like the way we talk about discipleship and what it looks like to make disciples and all that like matters too that like we are encouraging people to go to the fuel (laughs) and not (laughs) pretend like you know like the stick itself is going to like give them some kind of fire but man they have to go to to where it's actually hot um and so we get to take ourselves and take you know other people to that and um, we get to follow Jesus together. And so my own personal relationship with, and wherever I go, he goes, and he's already there whenever I show up, and he has stuff he wants to do. And to your point, Matt, and coffee shops and, you know, neighbors and all that stuff, and just trying to be aware of, like, just inviting people to stuff, yep. to Sundays, to cookouts, to whatever, yep. um, you know, because God might want to do stuff or just talk about things, things, to people, you know. And so, I don't know, just excited about uh, me personally, like kind of mm-hmm. driven by, you know, the stuff that we want to see in the church. And I think that's a good thing. I (laughs) I think that's a good thing. Thanks so much for listening to part one of our conversation. Be on the lookout for part two to drop next week, the week of May 27th, 2019. We hope you guys have a great week.